This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, it is THN. Cover to cover for Saturday, May 15th, and my name is Matt Baum. And I am the Internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and Zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. It's a live show. you got to play along. It's real easy. You can jump into our Zoom. You'll find that link at the top of our live stream on the Faces book, or you can call us at 402-819-4894, or you can click our Facebook Call Now button and chat with us in the Facebook Live chat. All of these apply, and if you can't be here live, you can always leave us a message on our voicemail. You can shoot us uh, mp3 to 2 nerd at gmail.com before we get the phone lines open. Joey and I like to reset a little bit of, you know, some talking points, some nerd news went on this week. We're not going to dwell on it too much. Because we want to talk to you guys more. But Joe Patrick, let's hit these kids with some nerd news. Nerd news. So apparently we are getting uh, the definitive origin of Kang. We were talking about this before we started. And, and I think I, Joe was like, eh, we've had how many definitive origins? I think that's the problem. We've had like 10 or 20. <laughs> and quite honestly, here's what I know about Kang. I know that Kang's a time traveler. I know that Kang's future self is Immortus. I know that Kang's younger self is Iron Lad, right? Is that his name? Yeah. From the Young Avengers? Yeah. Okay. Right. And everything else, there's also like a pharaoh in there, right? Ramatut, Ram- uh, which I believe is also a younger self, just not as young as Iron Lad. Oh, yeah. Older than Iron Lad, younger than Kang, right? I think so. And they all hate each other. There's also a Scarlet Centurion, but that might be an alternate timeline. This is exactly why we need to have this discussion, though, because Kang has too many origins and too much going on. Uh, hence the issue with time travel. But Colin Kelly and, Jack- and Jackson Lanzig, who brought us Joyride, they worked on Green Arrow for a while, and they worked on Star Trek Year 5, which I really liked, with art by Carlos Magno, who worked recently on Avengers Mech Strike, which I can't say that i care about at all but it did look really neat he also worked on kong on the planet of the apes which was gorgeous and i really enjoyed it and i gave that a buy it right here on the show i'm going to share you some of this preview art joe patrick is not a carlos magno fan and i think he's insane because if you look at this stuff it looks really good no, I don't love it. I don't I, love it. And man, I disagree. I, I've, I've never, I've never really enjoyed his style. I just don't love it. I, I think he's really good. I think he's got like really nice. Def- I mean, like, look at this really thin line, really good definition. I love him. I think he's look, great. I'm not saying it's not detailed. I'm not saying it's not a capable. I just, it's a personal choice thing. I don't like his art style. I get it. I get it. And I think you're wrong, but Kang, as we were saying, Needs to be fixed. We have, uh, he's going to be popping up in Ant-Man. So he's going to get a major MCU release here. So we need to know more about him. Obviously, they're going to stick him in the comics. I am excited for this one. I love Kang. 
but Kang is one of those characters that I love because I think he just looks real neat. And I honestly don't know that much about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird. He's a weird character. The Kang stuff that I could, that I celebrate is like Avengers Forever. Like that is my favorite Kang story. I thought he was incredible in that. I'm excited. This is coming out in, a, in August. Is that right? Um, yeah, I, I believe that sounds about right. That's kind of where we're at in terms of announcing things. Right. Um, so yeah, it's uh, tied to the FF 60th anniversary <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. And we keep so getting peaks of a four and all these Marvel trailer things, but no announcements for a movie. And Kang is directly going to lead into something with the MCU fantastic four. It's going to happen. Well, we, we know that Kang is going to be in the, uh, Ant-Man right. and the Wasp sequel in 2023, mm. uh, which is an eternity from now. And I'm guessing um, that is the first time we're going to meet something Fantastic Four related. Call perhaps, shot. perhaps. Call him a shot. Castlevania season four also hit this week. It's fantastic. I love the animated Castlevania. It is unfortunately a little jaded by the fact that the creator and producer Warren Ellis uh, had some sexual improprieties. He was grooming some younger girls for a while and it was really gross and he got full on busted. I'll give him, he owned it. He didn't back away from it. He's like, yep, I was a creep. Did it. See you guys later. <laughs> Just sort of took himself out of society. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying know. it makes it's... it okay, but at least he owned it. Unlike certain people in Congress right now who are dancing around things. But anyway, I'm curious what you guys think watching Castlevania are you able to separate yourself completely from it? Do you feel bad enjoying something like this from a guy who, look, we admit we love, I love Warren Ellis comics. I think he is one of my favorite comic book writers. He has done something disgusting and he, this is probably his last major work. How do you guys feel about watching Castlevania four? I would like to talk about that. I, I never finished Castlevania season one. So oh God, I don't really care. So good. Eric Larson is a new creator owned book coming. It's called ant. It's coming this August, but unlike his other creation, the Savage Dragon, Larson bought this character. He bought him from a creator named Mario Gully. Gully created the character during his first prison sentence for robbery. He then published the title at Arcana. Later, he published it at Image, and then it went to Big City Comics. In 2012, Gully gets convicted of robbery again, and this time sells the rights to Eric Larson, who, 14 years later, is going to relaunch Ant at Image Again, he's very excited. Well, that's not exactly true. Ant's been around forever. Like Ant has shown up in in Savage Dragon, right? But like, I'm not it, in their Ant own. Has, Ant has not gone away. Not in its own series and stuff like that, though. Larson loves this character. He's also one of the last original Image creators actively putting out comics. Like I'll count McFarlane there because he's still very involved in Spawn. Sylvester, you know, yeah, but Sylvester still not, does stuff. I mean, he owns Top Cow, but he's not like actively putting stuff out, right? Like Larson like, is he, drawing like this he. Shit. He did that. He drew the Cyber Force uh, relaunch. Like Sylvester still does stuff. I guess. Like he's not doing stuff monthly. Yes, Eric Larson. I will agree with you. Is the only image founder that's still out there doing stuff on a monthly basis and hasn't stopped ever. Right. I'm just curious. Where do we? We we were talking about Heroes Reborn this week on the show, and we revisited a lot of work by the original image creators, and some of it holds up, and some of it does not. We can talk about that too. But I'm curious. Where does Eric Larson fit? on the image Mount Rushmore. Where do you guys think? I want to talk about it. I want to talk about all those guys. Honestly, I want to talk about the new heroes reborn. 
which is a lot of fun. Way and the old fun. heroes were born. And the old heroes were born. Um, I feel like this one is a little better thought out. <laughs> the current one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Issue two just came out. And next week, I believe we get the blur and Hyper- Hyperion issues. Or did Hyperion come out this week? We got Hyperion and the Imperial Guard this week okay. and the uh, Peter Parker, the amazing Shutterbug Which this week. Now all of a sudden makes sense because Peter Parker is Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, yes, uh, basically. <laughs> told- I mean, the, uh, everything about the Squadron Supreme is a pastiche of the Justice League, right. of the DC universe. So it's going to be very tongue-in-cheek DC uh, homage yeah. style stuff. And it's been um, a blast. So but far. I will say this, like <laughs> speaking of the two tie-ins we got this week, uh, it's not as straightforward as it looks just by looking at the covers and reading the announcements. Right. Definitely. Uh, like I was, I was so pleasantly surprised by both of the tie-ins this week. Um, especially that Peter Parker one. <laughs> I have not and, read uh, either of those tie-ins yet. I read the, I just read here yeah. born too. Uh, yeah, no, it just, uh, uh, without spoiling anything, they're not what they seem at first glance. And I think it's really great so far. Fair enough. We got our first look at the Masters of the Universe animation from Kevin Smith's Netflix Masters of the Universe, and it looks awesome. And I could not be more excited. And uh, Zach Hollowell pointed out to me, Henry Rollins is the voice of your Triclops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the voice cast is pretty great. Um, nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, they got the guy, uh, Chris Wood, I think is his name. He's the guy that played Monel on Supergirl. Yeah, who is he's playing Prince Adam and He-Man. Um, they got the original Skeletor, Alan Oppenheimer, to come back. Uh, it, not as Skeletor, though. He's going to be Moss Man. Right. Mark Hamill um, is going to be your Skeletor. Yeah. It, like, it's, it's, it looks so freaking yeah, good. It just, I, this looks like something that, like, Kevin Smith fan cast on one of his podcast shows or something. Like, well, I'd get this guy. I'd get her. I'd get Buffy the Vampire Slayer and shit. And, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Who is she? Tila? I yeah. Think? She's Tila. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, Kevin Michael Richardson is his name. Like you'd recognize him if you saw him. He's a he's a character actor, but he's also big in uh, animation as a voice actor. He was Cosmo he's Kramer playing... on Seinfeld. Yeah, he's great. That's Michael Richards, you I, dummy. It was a joke. That's what that was. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but he's playing uh, Beast Man, which is brilliant. Oh, um, it's going to be great. So, yeah, yeah. Jupiter's I'm Legacy, we've all had a chance to watch it. We did not get a chance to talk about it last week. I would like to talk about Jupiter's Legacy because... Well, we had a chance, but nobody wanted to talk about it. I have thoughts and I have feelings. But before we get into all that, Joe Patrick, hit them with a question of the week, please. This week's question came from Brian Domingos via the THN forums. What is a series or a miniseries that you think is trash despite loving the creative team? And I have to admit, I don't have an answer for this yet. I'm struggling. One popped directly into my head. And then I started to worry, like, oh, my God, do I actually like this creator? (laughs) So (laughs) we'll talk about it. You've heard the news. You've got your questions. Let's get these phone lines open. Let's start. Mr. Frank Cirillo, he's the first guy in the door today. huh? Frank, how you doing, buddy? Hey, um, hey, I'm good. Uh, Listen, I'm having a little I get a knock in the engine and um. Oh, wait, wait, this isn't the car 
car show? No, no, I'm oh, sorry. Damn. No. This isn't click, this isn't click and clack. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, can you make the noise for us? Let's hear what the noise sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> clack died. Click or clack yeah, died. Yeah, I know. One of the guys died. I know. I think, I know. It, was, I think um, it was click died. I don't know. I don't know. I just was feeling a little silly today. I was like, I'm, I'm going to just you know, tell him, give, ask him a plumbing question or a car question. <laughs> Frank, what are we talking about? Please. Um, okay. I, I, so I didn't, I didn't watch Invincible up until this week. I binged it on Thursday and Friday, but I'm still two episodes till the end. So I'm like, oh, I'm, 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 I can't wait. I'm, I'm having to start. Okay. So great, excellent show, excellent casting. I love everybody involved in it. Um, I, I still, like, I'm just like, why, why is this like happening? You know, just like as I'm watching the episode and as, you know, Noel, uh, Noel, 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 uh, Omni-Man. Nolan. 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 As, Sorry. as Nolan yeah. is just like, he's like, I got to do this. I got to do this. You know? And, and the thing is, I think I read like the first few issues of Invincible when it came out and I kind of stopped because web life reasons and stuff. Sure. Sure. But, so I don't really know. I know that he's like. He kind of has that heel turn at the beginning when I was reading it, but I didn't, I, I don't know what his reasons are. And, you know, so I'm like, my, the gears are going in my head and I'm going, oh man, this is like, this is some, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much, but this is like some kind of like they, they, they're, they send these people to like take over the world or something, you know, and that's, yeah, that's my Vild guess. The Viltrumites. Right. Yeah. And that, that's my guess. And yeah. Probably I, and you're not, wonderful. you're not far off at all. And I don't yeah. want to spoil anything for you. Okay. But I will say, and I love the show the show. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm so glad it's coming back for more, but mm. I do think the way that that heel turn was presented in the comics was so much better executed. And maybe because I knew it was there when I watched the show yeah. a little bit, I was like, eh, okay, fine. But I do think the way that it hit in the comics, you, you just, you, you did didn't see not it coming. No, well, it they built it happen. over the course of, uh, right. of it, 10 months. Right. So instead of five episodes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, yes, it, it hit differently. I won't, I don't know if I'd say better because obviously the show is doing something different. Sure. But um, like the, the, the comic took its time. The comic lasted 150 plus issues. Right. Yeah. Um, and obviously the Invincible show is telling it at a very condensed pace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was a surprise to me. I honestly did not think they'd get there this fast. Um, so which makes me curious to see what they're going to do in future seasons. Right. Because I yeah. don't. I think I don't know. You're going to have to tell um, some new stories. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's lots of story. Like they can do a lot. There's, I suppose there's, there's no reason why they can't play with time, and like. Well, and okay, so uh, I don't know how much I want to say without be getting super spoilery, but um, right. yeah. There are some things that they do in the comic that I don't know would work on the show if they're like, and then Nolan immediately went to another planet and did this. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, Matt, yeah. I, Matt, I think if, if yeah. he's thinking about it, we'll figure out what I'm talking about. Well, but um. The, the part where he goes to the other dimension and just like completely de destroys that civilization. Yeah. Over the course of like, probably like a month and then yeah. comes back and he's like, ah, I need a shower. I'm like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just like demolished an entire planet. And he's like, I need a shower. Well, he's a, um, he's a businessman. Uh, but the, like there's also the, there's this huge, uh, this, there's this huge thing uh, with the, um, 
I'm sorry, Frank. Did you say you didn't finish it? How far in did you get? No, he's two, two, I got two more episodes to go. Two. Okay, so you saw, but you saw some of the stuff with robot, right? With I robot. Saw, yeah, yes, I saw this growing stuff himself robot. a new body. He's growing, um, right, right. So like that stuff with robot that took a long time. Yeah, right. You know that took that took several trades to to come to fruition. Because, but there's this um that this whole thing with the 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 sequids is what they're called. Yeah. Those little octopus things. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Take over your brain. Um, they're basically Invincible's version of Starro. They're baby Starro, um, yeah. Baby Starro, yeah. Um, but like that's just like a fun, like simmering thing that happens, and it keeps they keep it keeps coming back with like the astronaut that's been possessed. Oh, okay. Um, so that was, cool, that was a cool bit that with the with the flag moving. Yeah, like, oh, like so, cool. like like that's a thing that they're that's a thing they're obviously gonna do because yeah. uh, you know they uh, alluded to that. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's 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 such a great comic series, and I really, I really like the way that they chose to adapt certain things, condense certain things. Like they brought, uh, they brought things to the forefront way earlier. Like uh, uh, Invincible's best friend William, mm-hmm. uh, okay. he doesn't he doesn't realize he's gay a, a, for years. Yeah, oh, it was like the first episode, and in the in, in the show, he's just he's yeah. he's he's just gay he's gay from the start right you know right. they don't need to dance around it I, I, yeah i think we live we're living in different times where you don't have to like kind of like you don't have to closet characters anymore well, it well and i and it I, I suspect that, they, that i don't I think suspect that they closet that, uh, the character in the comic though i think like, it was just no. like a thing that, i think it was a choice kirkman made a, yeah after the fact they they, oh, okay. they developed the friendship to the point where he felt comfortable telling his friend look i'm gay so it was this genuine emotional moment where he's like, oh, oh, wow. You know, and the book was just peppered with little emotional moments like yeah. that, that they lose in the pacing of the show to, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that I think they're going to completely drop the ball next season, but I'm a little worried. Like, I don't know what they're mm-hmm. going to do. And you're crazy. We'll have to the, see. The first, no, the first season was excellent. It was like, excellent. I'm not, what are you worried about? I'm just, I think it's time to slow this pace a little bit and, and give it some room. Now that we know it's a hit. Slow, they, they can't. Whoa, whoa! What happened? I don't know. I, I thought. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know how it ends right now, so I'm gonna, not going to speculate. But I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. the animation, the animation style they chose to do was fantastic. Yeah, um, it's beautiful. It was, yeah, it was, it was a much, it was much better than uh, I was, I was expecting it to be because a lot of animations, they, they, all, everything looks the same. Everything has that same sort of like noodly arm look, and and I'm glad they didn't go with that. I, I like that that sort of like young justice look they chose to do. Definitely with it. Definitely, you know. I like the character. I like all the characters. You know, I mean, clearly each one of them is based on one of the, you know, one, one of the uh, Justice League. Right. Um, yeah. The so, Guardians. Yeah. The Adam yeah, Wednesday right. in, the, in the chat just said that he read a thing where Kirkman was saying, and I remember Kirkman saying this too, when he had a really tough time finishing Invincible because he kept coming up, like just as he was like, all right, this is the issue. I'm going to finish it. He was like, oh shit. I just came up uh, with like nine more storylines I want to tell. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know what? And I respect, I really respect that. Uh, you know, uh, he could have kept Invincible going forever. Just like, sure. you know, Savage Dragon has gone on for 25 years. And, but now you know, he, like, can, he can do this on the show. He can tell these new stories on the right. show. And I don't have a problem but, with like, that. But I, res- I respect Kirkman for saying, you know what? I want to go out on top. He did the same thing with Walking Dead. Yeah. His decision yeah. to end The Walking Dead was no joke a total surprise. Yeah. Like it was like, it wasn't even like an announcement. It, they didn't, they didn't announce it in previews. No, they, it was, there was no news. It came out about in it. solicitations. It was, 
Hmm. No, it wasn't in the solicitations. They wow. solicited future issues. Oh, they, I thought oh, they wow. solicited like this no. at the end, and everybody's like, "Wait, they, what?" No, they they solicited they solicited issues beyond the final issue, oh, and it was like right. the week before. That's right. Oh wow! It was either the week before or or a couple weeks before when Kirkman was like, "Surprise! This is the final issue." Yeah, you, and like you, what the heck? like how the hell, man? Like, but that's the kind <laughs> of shit you, that you can do when you're Robert Kirkman. Like he that loves to do built, it. Yeah, he built a he built an empire, an entertainment empire, literally from nothing. That guy used to draw comic books about the Pope fighting demons. It's true. Battle Pope. <laughs> Battle Pope. Oh, God. Yeah. And it was great. Uh, uh, it's, it was great. It's, I just added it to the required reading blasphemous. list. <laughs> um, not, not the but, first uh, person I heard that from. Yeah. Like uh, and then this uh, Walking Dead, Walking Dead was such a huge hit. And like now he's the Robert Kirkman can can basically do what he wants you know, until people get sick of him pretty much. Maybe and we'll get so, that. Yeah. He's, he's able to do shit. Like maybe we'll finally get that uh, thief of ne- thieves show. We've been talking the last for 20 one. years. <laughs> like, to, like he could, he could, he could get on, uh, he could get on, uh, the talking dead. Do they even still do the talking oh, dead? I, I don't, don't think they do I, anymore. I, I don't think so. But like they, he could, he could do a little intro to the, uh, well, they're ending the walking dead, which is oh, not a God. good analogy analogy. The walking dead uh, show is coming to an end, but like Finally. he could basically just, do anything at any time and people would be like God, oh, Kirkman you're a genius yeah yeah. Frank did you see the set photos for uh, Star Trek Strange New World uh, I did not <sighs> um, it looks cool <laughs> it looks cool and oh they're my like God, I cannot wait they are com- and they announced that they are completely playing it just like the pilot episode of Star oh, Trek that man, failed and this is going to spin like what if there was no Kirk and whatnot. What if we rolled oh, on with really? the cage episode Ooh. of the original Star Trek pilot, which is that sounds amazing. That, that can't be. I, that's what they're saying. I, I, are you sure that because I, I know that they're they're committed to not changing anything. Yeah. From no, canon, but, well, no, but I mean, they're I, just, I think what, what's the more first accurate story that is that they're saying this is the ex, this is the exploration of Pike's time as the captain, which was not five minutes long. No, exactly. They're going to continue with it as if that pilot was the Star Trek show and Pike was the captain is what I'm saying. Right. But they're That's not saying they're there going. was no Kirk. They're just no, saying, no, no, like, no, yeah, I'm not no, saying that yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. No, the, but they're the, continue- the original, the original, original pilot. Right. Pike, yes. And this episode right. and is going to be called The Cage, just like the original pilot. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. Kick ass. I can't I cannot wait. Unfortunately, it got pushed way back. So now it's like 2022. Yeah. So don't hold your breath. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, hey, listen, we got we got more discovery coming up. We got more yeah. uh, lower decks coming up. Uh Picard oh, is filming. More Picard. I Picard we're not gonna see till 2022, also, but yeah, we're, we're definitely gonna see lower decks. We're definitely gonna see um Discovery this year. You know, low, lower I think decks Discovery comes. I think Discovery season four is like June or July. Like is it's it soon. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, that's know. crazy. I know it's man. coming I soon, just, but I'm excited. All I saw was, yeah, I got, I got, now I got to find those pictures. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't. My daughter has just binge watched most of uh, Lower Decks yesterday. Oh, nice. I got to finish that. Show. Lower Decks is fun. I need to get uh, on that. I got to Lower like, Decks is so great. It was fun. Lower Decks is great. It's, yeah. it's because, you know, it's not, okay, the first, first couple episodes are like, like they, they run in a breakneck speed telling jokes, cracking jokes every five minutes. Yeah. They were trying but, to like family guy. You like the family guy. We're doing it sort of like right. the family guy. Like just settle down. <laughs> right. And it's, and it, and it, it like, it turns into after that, like third episode, you get like this really good Star Trek show with a little bit of humor injected yeah, into it. They figure, you know, it out. I mean, you know, Tony Newsom has that very kind of quick, quick 
you know, quick, quippy sort of a style of talking. So she's very, you know, she's, yeah. Okay. She watched all, she watched all of them. She's telling me. So, you know, she's kind of driving the cast just because she's the principal character. But um, the other characters are, are just as, you know, they're, they're all, they're all sort of fully fleshed out by the end of the season. Um, and, and that the, the last episode is literally a, is a Star Trek episode. It's like, it's got everything you want Star Trek yeah, to have in it. That's what I've so, heard. And that's what I I'll say. Finished. I won't say anything else. I haven't finished. I need so to do great. that. Yeah. Frank, I got to get Harvey in here. He's All screaming right. yelling, but it's good to talk to you, man. All right. Good talking to you guys. Take Bye, it Bye, Frank. Take it yep, easy. Have a good one. Harvey Locus, I'm asking to unmute you. Do you know how there to... Un- there he is. There we go. Harvey, you wanted to come in and answer the question of the week, and you wanted to propose a new one, from what hey, I understand. Yeah. Let's get into it. So I got two answers to the question of the week uh, because one is just a single creator who did both the writing and the drawing. And one is a team hit us. All right. The, the single character one, I mean the single person one who did both the art and the story is John Byrne. We all love John Byrne from back in the day, right? Sure. Well, back in like, uh, I think 2007, he came out with this very crappy, fantastic four knockoff called trio. Yeah. I remember trio. I remember trio. (laughs) It was garbage. Oh God. It was terrible. (laughs) He did this weird thing with, he had like a, a thing guy, but he used like, like a real picture of rocks or something like that, you know, to. I'm trying to find the character. Oh, here it yeah, is. Here it is. Here it is. Terrible. Yeah, this is bad. The art is sloppy. The writing was horrible. It's so bad. And it's so blatantly Fantastic Four, too. Yeah. And, and he had like this stretchy girl whose outfit is just white. Yep. But there's you, no shadows. Nope. There's no. <laughs> I mean, I think that's part on. of it. I think that's a purposeful design choice, which I think is. It is. is Kind of neat, but she was also yeah, like it's, flat. It's weird. It wasn't her thing. She wasn't just stretchy. She was like flat as well. Yeah, right. Like two dimensional yeah, like, was her thing. Like, like flat man from yeah uh, the West Coast Avengers. The not the yeah, West right. Coast Avengers. Uh, the Great Lakes Avengers. The Great Lakes Avengers. Yeah, Great Lakes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Terrible. and then my my team pick. Now, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. There was a really important character in the Teen Titans history named Tara, right? Yeah, Tara. Yes, correct. And she had a really great storyline. She had a heel turn that nobody expected. Tara did? Yes, Tara. Yes, because she was secretly a mole for Deathstroke. It's the Judas contract, Matt. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. All right. All right. So why do why do we? Why did we need to remake that character again and again and again as different people? The, the one I'm speaking of is Tara. She's named Atlee. She was an alien. She ended up becoming like a sidekick to uh, Power Power Girl for a while. I don't know. That was a different Tara. That was a uh, that was a, a a new character using that familiar name. She was from Correct. like she was from like a subterranean society uh, or something. And she yeah, and Power Girl took her under her wing, and she became her own superhero. When was yeah. that? Um, what series? That was it was towards the end of the DCU before the New Fifty Two happened. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it was um 
Yeah, I mean that was the Power Girl series by Paul Miotti and uh, okay, Amanda, Amanda Connor. Amanda Connor, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they did they did a mini for her. That she had her own mini series, right? Yeah. It was just a waste of. It, <laughs> I I mean, oh my god, that was. I so mean bad. the uh, Tara. Uh, I mean, we talked about Kang earlier. The history of of the character Tara, the original Tara, is also a tangled web, uh, because in the '90s they were like, "Oh yeah, there's a there's a new Tara all of a sudden," but she looks like the old Tara, but she's from a different dimension, uh, or she's from the future or something. And um, there was this whole there was this whole drama about whether or not this Tara was actually Geo Force's sister. Okay, and, that's and what I was going to ask, but that was a different character. Was, it was a whole, it was just a mess. That was a whole yeah. mess. Um, so, like, it, it, they wanted to bring Tara back as a hero without the baggage of the Deathstroke stuff, but it was just way too freaking confusing. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, and it, it was tied to this, it was tied to this Teen Titans uh, storyline where um, uh, Donna Troy's son was going to grow up to be this terrible supervillain and murder all of the, uh, and take over the world and murder all the heroes. And I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's bad. <laughs> and I like, I like, I like Pamiani and, uh, Palmer or Connor, whatever her name is. Uh, <clears throat> I liked their power, uh, their power girl. I liked their run. It was fun. It was witty, but this mini that they this new Terra that they came up with and just kind of was like, we need a Terra. We need somebody with those powers. We need another girl. Let's just make her super huge boobs, like Supergirl. I mean, power girl <laughs> and throw her in a skimpy outfit and be done with it. She was back in the pages of the Deathstroke volume five book too, the Christopher priest Deathstroke, like on that Deathstroke team that he put together. Well, yeah, because I'm not sure how much of the original, like that new that would that carried over from like New Fifty Two into Rebirth and stuff. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't really know how much of that old stuff they're still. She looks like the, I mean, the character with like Earth it. powers and stuff. I don't know. She's, she's yeah, she's yeah. blonde, right? She's right. Tara. She's yeah. yeah, no, she's not even blonde. She has the brown hair. No, wait, no, no, this no, one's uh, totally the, blonde. He's Matt's talking about the the oh, last time we saw last time we saw Tara, a Tara. It was more like the original Tara. Yeah. Right. Um, like the, the, the black haired Tara that was power girl sidekick. She's just. Yeah. Completely. They, they've, they've dropped her in a pit and forgotten about her. <laughs> <laughs> like they do with the Hulk every once in a while. They put him in that hole that takes him to the center of the earth, you know? <laughs> All right. What's yeah, your, you know, sometimes you gotta do What's it. your suggestion for your new question of the week? We might use it. Today. All right. Who knows? <clears throat> if I, right. like if I like it, I like it. No. What is a storyline or a plot device that they've taken from comics and put into another medium that you would like to see redone. You think they just dropped the ball on it and would like to see it redone. That's not bad. Do you have, do you have an example? Yeah. Give us an example. Uh, like a, for instance, the biggest example is the dark Phoenix stories. I mean, but I don't think a lot of people uh, want, okay. want to see that redone again, but that yeah, they had, one. They've, they've already struck out twice. Well, right. let, let me, let's, let's put a twist on this. What if, what if what are examples of stories that you think should not be adapted stories like dark Phoenix, which I would argue you cannot do in a movie setting unless it's going to be, I think you can three I, I, goddamn. I, I, movies. No, no, no. I, I like Harvey's. I like Harvey's version better. Like uh, what, like you could, you could do a storyline or like a, 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 a characteristic, like, um, uh, well, I was going to say organic web shooters, but that happened in reverse. Right. Um, well, like, uh, that went from the nightcrawler. 
Sure, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Religious Nightcrawler. And when they made Religious Nightcrawler, these are my butter. angel markings on my <laughs> face. I carve yeah. them on my face. Like, wow, God, no. Why? Yeah. <laughs> God. Or the opposite. What is something that they took and did better in the movies or in in the shows? I like you it. Know? Both ways. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I it. love it. We'll Great. do it. We're going to use it because we needed one. So there we go. Great job, Harvey. Excellent then, work, yeah, yeah. Harvey. 100%. Good to talk to you, man. All right. Have a good one. Hey, Brian buddy. Domingos, get in here, will you? Hold on. I, sorry. I have to ask to unmute. There we go. Brian. Whoa. I hear mug lumps in the background. There's a, there's a, there's a bug. It's all right. Everything's fine. <laughs> How are we're, we today, we're, sir? We're good. We're, we're mulching and all that stuff. So, oh, you know, there's bugs. Fun. All right. <clears throat> mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of... Uh, you guys, you were starting some trouble with your uh, Will Spertacio trash talk this week. Uh, <laughs> it's I don't not, appreciate it. Joe Patrick um, is trash talking. I said I am legit confused. I don't know how I feel. Yeah, no, but you no. you do yeah, that no. in your. You, you, I know you. Come on, yeah, you do yeah, it in your. No. Does anyone even like this? Guy? No, I don't. You're, that's you're t- no, but I, I think it's a legit but, question because I looked at some old Will Spertacio X Men stuff and I said, yes, I legit like this. This is good. This is solid stuff. And then I looked at wet work stuff, his heroes were born stuff, stuff he did later when it, like that Hulk that he drew. Oh my God. It just makes me feel icky. I it just, I just don't even the, know. The Hulk's, the Hulk's kind of weird. I, my favorite Iron Man armor is the exhaust armor. Like that's the, I, I think it's so cool. It looks um, great. Cause we're, that armor's cool as hell. From? Yeah. I don't know. That what is it? I don't know. Farting. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a fart. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing you start thinking. It's like, oh, it's human leaving. It's like, oh, all right. Um, <laughs> it's a, like, does that thing run on internal combustion? Human right. leavings. <laughs> yeah, it's just puffing along. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. There, I mean, he is a, like, like, I love wet works. I think it's, you know, such a cool idea. And the, um, when he, I don't know, like, I look at it and I, I, I like it. The coloring was great. Like the inking's great. His, his pencil work is it's him. Like he looks like you either like him or you don't. Yes. I, I agree. I agree that the, like you, those Iron Man things you posted, like they're a little weird, but it's like the second best book out of those four books. No, I don't so, disagree. I don't disagree. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's like, yeah. Okay. okay. But then now Brian, <laughs> I know, I know it's a, it's a, it's a it is a, um, a, a real mess of a, of a group, but, right. um, I mean, you came in, you came in second place in a race with four people. <laughs> Great yes. job. Two of and which, two of them, and, two of which not only can't not run really run. well, but they were crawling. Like you, you, you scored between, uh, 50 50 and 75%. That is a D to a C. I, I, I do Passing agree. You don't have to repeat. You know, I do so. agree <laughs> that I think Protasio has skill and is a talented artist. I think he's one of those guys that gets so stuck in his own style sometimes that it just becomes like the stuff of nightmare almost to look at. And like for me, for me, it was like, his style is his style, you know, like I, I get it. Uh, I, I thought that the, I thought that the art in Iron Man was executed poorly because I also said on the show and I'm not sure if Matt cut it for time or not, because good Lord, we had things to say. Um, but I went back and I looked at Uncanny X-Men 281, uh, which was the first issue of, you know, the, the, gold uncan- team the uncanny yeah, gold team. Right. And the art there was 
excellent. It was excellent. And it was still like very stylized Will Spartacio, but none of this like grotesquery that uh, was present in Iron Man. Grotesque. And grotesque. <laughs> um, and and uh, something that I could not get over. And like, again, like, I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I know that the guy is Filipino, um, but I don't know if he lives in America or if he's ac- every, or if he's actually living in the Philippines. It doesn't matter. But like, what are these people wearing? What are, what are these fashion yeah, choices? Like, it's yeah. like Star Trek cloak things that, yeah, they're in the, the it's very, um, it's like loungewear, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, sort of. exactly. They, they look comfy. So um, I, I'm yeah, sharing, right. I'm sharing some art from that X-Men issue. And yes, it's really good. Like that's Fitzroy, I think, wearing armor. Oh man, Fitzroy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he's got, I don't know, some gold person that he's squeezing by the throat. Jetstream. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, yeah, Jetstream, Jetstream was a he's one of the Hellions. Jetstream's a Hellion. But yeah, like this is good. This is, this looks very much school of Jim Lee. You know, like you can tell like he was doing his, his Jim Lee thing and it, and it looks good. It's now there's some stuff here where it starts to get a little weird, but well, it also could be, it also could have been an ink, you know, an inker. Kind but like of. that is fucking awesome. The sentinels in the background and stuff like this is. Yeah. And yeah, it, you know, uh, that one guy's got two penises getting shoved through his chest. That's kind of neat. Something. <laughs> uh, that's some, that's some tentacle porn stuff right there. Yeah. But um, it, he just, but yeah, no, I really like, I really like the art in this issue. I, like I liked Will's Portacio, but that I, I'm sorry, Brian, that Iron Man issue is, is I, frightening. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the, the story is, um, no, the story's not great. You know, I mean, in, in the whole thing, like where they're from college, like it's, it's the dumb, the here's are born was a bad idea, Yeah, you know, and it, it was like, bad. it's, it's bad. So it's, it's hard to, um, you know, maybe it's the, the, maybe he thought the story was not great and he was trying to pizzazz it up. Like, I <laughs> sure, you, I don't know. I mean, who knows? But uh, like, I think the armor looks cool and that's really, maybe he had mono on. when he drew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, I mean, he, he did that, like the, uh, the Stormwatch team Achilles. Um, book that had that you know the guy that made up his you know stolen valor stuff that mike ian wright yeah right yeah i really liked that book though storm has, like, was in, cool he had interesting ideas and so i think it was sort of a letting him loose a little bit like he, the art on that is a lot different and it's it's more it's stylized in like a better way like it's more complex in a lot of ways yeah um yeah and it looks more like european and so, you know like i think he colored himself um, and so it's like, it wasn't like he got to heroes born and like quit, you know, like the quality was just bad then on. Like, I think he's got his moments of, of really good stuff, um, throughout his career. He and- definitely needs to ink and color himself. And I think it's, that is just the nature of having a style that wild, you know what I mean? Like, and it's wild. I don't think it's bad. I think it's just completely wild. And I agree with you. It, you either it, like it or you hate it. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're not gonna, yeah, it's, it's not like if you, if your favorite artist is Steve Rude, like you're probably not gonna dig. No, like absolutely. it's not, you're gonna be your, <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be your thing. Right. Vard Adams um, is your guy. You're, you're not gonna be into this. No. <laughs> I mean, yes, maybe not. Um, yeah, I just, um, Wildstorm related, I just got my three, um, custom hardcover bound from Omaha Bound from Tim Benson. Oh, and Co. nice. Um, oh, yeah. In the mail for Omaha Bound. They are beautiful and amazing. Yeah. He, they, they truly um, make like one of a kind, beautiful collections that just look kick ass on your shelf. Yeah. They're taking a little bit of a hiatus. So this was like the, the get them in by the end of October. And he, um, 
yeah, I just like, he designed the covers and everything. And it's one of those things where I was like, Oh, I'm, I just want them like bound, like it'll look fine. And then he sent it. I was like, Oh my God. It's like, it's, it's exactly what I wanted. And, and I understood that, like the urge where there's a, a custom trade paperback omnibus Facebook group. And those guys are like addicted and all the, it's like, I've got 45 books going out. It's like, those are like 50 to a hundred dollars a pop. Like you have a problem. Yeah. Like they're, they're addicted, but you get that. Like, Oh, I get it. I understand. Like I'm feeling the charge. Like, Oh, you could do anything you want. And they look this good. Like, okay. okay yeah. I'm in. Totally. Totally. So they're awesome. Uh, and, and Tim was awesome dealing with the number of times that Tim has had to, um, or that Tim and his, his cronies have had to, uh, bind a complete run of ROM space night, uh, would surprise you. <laughs> oh, because of all of the hubbub with the relaunch and Aaron Myers yeah. and Chris Rial from IDW. I think Aaron Myers about it. I think Aaron Myers gets a nickel every time they do one. So no, no, Aaron, like Aaron doesn't even have the bound volumes. He, but he buys a full run of ROM anytime he has a chance. Yeah. So that dude's got like four or five, maybe more full runs of ROM space night because he loves ROM that much. It's like our friend, Dave, occasional guest host, Dave DeMarco is the same way with Bill Willingham's elementals. Uh, that independent uh, series from the eighties, that superheroes, uh, it was like Comico or something. Yeah, I forget, it was Comico. Yeah. And uh, like Dave loves the elementals, loves them. And he's got like <laughs> multiple full runs of the elementals. It's, it's crazy. It's fair. I know. don't, I, I literally don't understand that. I, that don't, I don't either. That's a kind I don't of, either. that's a kind of collecting <laughs> where it's just like, there was a time when I was, t- uh, when I was touring in bands and stuff where every time we stopped at like a shitty little gas station that had kids toys, if there was a whale with teeth, I would buy it. Cause I just thought it was hilarious. And we had like 10 whales with teeth <laughs> in the car at one point, but no runs of comics. My God. I, I don't, like, I, I just don't know why, why do you need six copies of number six? Yeah. Like I just, I don't like having a, a complete run. Like maybe you you know, it's, it's in like a special box or something like I told sure. you like, that I could, I understand. Yeah. But being like, I got to buy this complete set. It's like, oh, but why? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just, I don't know what you would do with it. It's like, a level of collecting. I, I, I will never be able to wrap like, my head around. It's nothing that anyone else wants. So why it's has no value when you double it. So, right. um, you know, zero <laughs> times, zero times five is still zero, but, um, <laughs> I, I get having one, maybe two, but yeah. Um, but these are really cool. I'll put some pictures up on um, Most definitely. my put Twitter them the, at some awesome, point. Awesome. Put them yeah, on the fan group do. too. Please so everybody can see them, please. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so great. And, and it is, you know, while they're all Wildstorm books, not surprising, but, Go for um, it. they'll never going to, they're never going to get collected. So I you like Wildstorm well. comics, Brian, I'm shocked. Yeah. Shocked to hear this. <laughs> Would have never guessed. A, this is a brand new development. Guys, here's a surprise. There's a monarchy hardcover. Um, cause oh, I no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> um, the monarchy and, and, was so bad <laughs> and they, and they did an amazing job with it. Um, so my uh, question of the week, um, answer, um, I, I feel like the question was a little harsh, um, but that's kind of, that is how I was feeling at the moment, you know, saying hey, something hey, was trash. You gotta, but, um, you gotta, you gotta call it like you see it. I, I thought that might like inspire people to get riled up a little bit, but um, it's not, it's not that I think this book is trash, but I just can't, I can't get it. I can't get into it. And I've tried numerous times and it's, it's moonshine by um, Azarello and Rizzo. And I just, uh, yeah. Okay. Eduardo Rizzo is still, exquisite yeah he, amazing. his work is immaculate um his instagram is full of like beautiful pencil work where i'm like wow that that looks like a he's doing something interesting here like what is it and then it's the neck you know you swipe over and he just hadn't inked it and then he inks it and it's like oh my god 
this guy, he just, he can't do a bad comic. Like everything is beautiful. He's incredible. And I, I, and I'm down for Azarello's like ticks and all, you know, all those like quirks that he does. And like the, I don't even mind like the puns. And, like I'm, I'm does, on board. Like, does, is anybody grilling because grilling helps him think like that? <laughs> no, maybe that's what it is. There's no grilling, but it's like, it's about like moonshiners and like the prohibition in Kentucky. And then there's, there's werewolves. It's coming to and an end. That's too. right. And like, I remember yeah. the, I thought, I thought it was the, the werewolf. That's the play on and, moonshine. Get it? No, no, hey. I get it. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. It's, it's just like, I, I got the, um, there was like a new trade solicited, like trade four. And I had like one somewhere. Uh Oh, halfway through volume. His three, phone got mulched like, again. I'm just standing here, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, your yeah, phone, I don't know. You, your, your you just, audio you, keeps dropping out a little bit. It just bit. dropped for like five <sighs> seconds. Bummer. It's all good. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's not working for me. And it's a bummer because I, you know, I mean, I, I think they're great together. Like I love hundred bullets and I love their Batman stuff. And, um, they did that like spaceman book that was like kind of a departure from hundred bullets and yeah, everything they do is good. And this is just like not working, but the storytelling is great. And like the, like the design is really cool and the, the scripts are good. It's just like, it's just not clicking. I don't know, like the, the motif's not working and it's a bomber because yeah. I want, I want to be able to read them on a regular basis. They're so ending I it see, too though. This is coming to an end real quick here, right? It just, it just got announced. August is the last issue. So yeah. Um, maybe next year there'll be something new. They're maybe they like, figured out it's not working for them either. So, you know, Fine. yeah, they got all my hate mail, I guess <laughs> my, 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 my begging mail of please do something. I like, please, 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 please. That's a good answer, Brian. Um, we're we're going to move yeah. on here. Michael has just jumped in and he's got to get in and out this week. So, but it is yeah, good. Have good, a good one guys. Good to talk to you, Bye, man. Buddy. Michael Severe. I'm asking him to mute you. How are you today, sir? Where is he? I'll ask him again. Michael, are you there? Not. I'm going straight to Jimbo. His hand is up. Okay, then. Jim, get in here. Talk to us. Jim, how are you today, sir? (laughs) Nobody has audio. He's unmuted, but he's not talking. Yikes. I don't know. Maybe something weird's going on with Zoom. Maybe that's why we were dropping. uh, I mean, I can hear you fine, though. So I think it's these jerks. Oh. Let's try him again. Asked to unmute. Jim, are you there? All right. Everybody's having audio problems today. Are, but are they having audio problems? Well, I don't know. I mean, he's unmuted, but he's not talking. So I assume something's going on there. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Good Where'd Lord. You go? What the heck were you doing? I don't know. I apologize. Wow. Okay. Well. I apologize. That's okay. The, so. That's three I strikes. One more and you're out of here. Jim. This is a four uh, strike ziggurat. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So uh, let's see, uh, Castlevania season four. I haven't watched it yet. I've done other nerdy things, but it's on the list for next week. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thanks for ruining it with the Warren Ellis talk. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll try to forget is by the time any, I get there. Let me ask you this. Is there anything similar in Japanese, like in, you know, anime oh. or manga? Like, are there like s- celebrated things where it turns out like, oh, creator's a pervert? You know, like there's yeah, gotta be, um, right? If you're uh, familiar with Roni Kenshin, uh, the author three uh, i think it was like actually probably like six years ago was caught with like terabytes of child pornography Ooh, okay yeah, not, not good not good not good that's bad news um the the most recent issue was or incident was a manga called uh, act age which is about a method actor female going through the industry 
I literally just started reading because it was getting an anime, but then the author was caught uh, her sexually harassing uh, middle school. I think the middle the age was like middle school children. Oh, so he was caught in he uh, and, and then it was just canceled and the anime was canceled. And, and, and he actually had a partner who was a female artist who was the youngest ever. She was 18 when she started uh, drawing it. Let me guess. It was a he combo. discovered her when she was 14 or 15. I have no idea. I don't know. She, was, she was 18 when it started. She was 21 when it got canceled. It was for three years. So what happens to something like Rooney Kenshin, which is like celebrated? It's huge. I've heard of that. It was a really yeah. big thing. Are there still fans or are they like, nah, we're done here? You know, like, is it, is it similar? Because a lot of people I know are like writing off something like Castlevania because Uh Ellis is on it and I get it. And that's totally, I'm not saying that's wrong. If, if you can't morally walk that tightrope and decide, I'm just going to appreciate it for what it is and not think about the artist. That's fine. I get it. And I can respect that. But like, is it Uh, similar? There's no, no, because I guess like it's just, he had to pay a fee, like a giant fee and then probation, I think, because their laws are different over there. Right. Um, the, the, the only kickback was, uh, Oda used to understudy under him, the guy who does one piece. And so for the 25th anniversary, Oda did an interview with him as like, Hey, we used to work together. People are like, what are you done? And he's like, he's just my guy. Yeah. I don't think he was aware of the, like in Japan, no one thought anything of it. It was more of, uh, the Western audience it was like, right. well, why do you pick him? But you I mean, just, like, look, let's, two years ago, let's lay it yeah. out. Hentai comes from Japan and hentai yeah. often stars very young looking people having yeah. the sex. Well, you know? uh, now, again, look, look, I'm not, I'm not going to wade into those deep waters, but that is a, that is a thing with manga. Everybody in manga looks young. I, and that's why it stretches to the sex and, comics too. <laughs> but yeah. like, it's just like, yeah. it's when it is explicitly stated in the text that the, that the people are underage or whatever. Right. You know, like I, it's, it's gross. I think hentai is weird. I'm like, I, I don't get it, but oh, it's you know, weird. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, do your thing. I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum here, but uh, it's yeah. It, it, that's just a, that's a cultural difference between us and Japan. And, right. and that is that everybody that is in almost every character that's drawn in manga looks super duper young. Right. And, well, yeah. Like, and like exploited like panty shots and the whole deal. Like it's weird. It, it, it's it's different over there. The norms are different. I can also right. I can also see why like in that situation. And again, I don't think it's okay. But why Rooney no, Kenshin no. guy? They're just sort of like, oh, creepy. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> Japan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, it doesn't seem to have uh, the same weight. Right. Uh, yeah, but like he doesn't have like another series, so there's nothing to really you know can't like. They're not, yeah, they're not actively hiring the guy. He already made his millions of dollars. Yeah, right. So let's do a question of the week series that from a good creator that was just bad. Um, That would be uh, the Naruto author's second series, Samurai 8. That's Kishimoto. Joe Patrick, for you, his net worth is about 25 million right now. Damn. Um, So it it went, it went for a full year. They gave him a full year. Samurai 8 about cyborg samurai in space. And it just was not good. What was it called? Uh, Samurai 8, The Tale of Hachimura. Yeah, okay. I do remember hearing about this. And it's sort of like a legendary colossal failure, right? Yeah, it was just not good. I, he, he, found it, he tried to overcompensate on stuff that people 
held him for, but didn't fix the main issues. Like, for example, like he, his female characters are always underdeveloped and not very enjoyable. If you look at Bleach, the author, he has a second series called Burn the Witch, where his two main characters are female, and it was fun and it's popular. Um, it's a limited series, though. He he'll give us six issues a year, and they, but they'll but they made it an anime. Already, so you can find the first season last year came out, and it was enjoyable. Fair enough. It's very good, which that, is in London. That's happening more and more, too, though, where it's sort of like the NBA pulling kids out of high school, where they're like, you don't have to have 200 issues of a manga anymore before it becomes an anime. It can, like, happen really fast now. Yeah, they're realizing that, you know, uh, burnout, who would have thought burnout working, you know, uh, eight, 16 hours a day for, you know, six days a week will kill, like, you know, hurt people. Well, uh, I mean, come on, yeah. that's the it's job. Just, yeah you know you can't take the heat get out of the kitchen right i mean come on so (laughs) and then and then let's let's do let's do a brief number here uh this is another impact of an anime on a series so new series new hotness is tokyo revengers it started at the end of march since march the sales have gone total from 8 million to 14.5 million so 6 million it's laid out this so this so today will be episode six um, it's actually really good. I'm surprised. Time travel for me is hit and miss. This is a very well done time travel so far. Basically, Joe Patrick, your solicit. I think I talked to Matt about, it, but basically, a kid on the news sees his old middle school girlfriend die. He gets pushed into a train, and then he like physically, consciously transports back 12 years. Oh yeah, it's like and an then, Assassin's Creed like memory sort of journey. Yeah, type kind thing. of. And yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. trying to impact the past so he can save the girl and his and. He already saved her brother, so they two are the only ones that are aware that is of this power. Oh, fun! So, t- like time travel rules, like if he goes back in the past for a week, when he comes back to the present, a week has already passed. So you can only go back twelve years. You can't go back any. It's like a twelve-year consistent. And there's an anime that's happening right now. Anime happening right now. Okay. Uh, yep, and that's why it has increased uh, six million in the past. Uh, I guess six weeks. I guess would be fair enough. So fair enough. So. Jim, thank uh, you. I love I love how Matt uh, compared it to Assassin's Creed, which means Matt clearly has no idea about the deep, kind of complicated kinda, lore of Assassin's Creed. Well, but I mean, there's like the genetic memory it time makes, travel thing. That's it kinda, what they, it, it's it, not really time travel, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's a whole. It's it a works, mess. right? No, it, it's but, a mess. No, but it works don't even for get the, me started about the for everyone else. Yeah. Works for everyone else. Yeah, it's just a it's a it nightmare. Yeah. No, it is. Okay. It's a mess. <laughs> all right, Jim, we gotta we gotta call a little early yep. today because I've got some yard crap I have to take care of. Unfortunately, and it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow. So, good Peace. to talk to you, brother. Bye, bye. Later. Bye. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mister Jameson. Okay, kids, it's voicemail time in the ziggurat. Hey guys, it's Tony Mathers. Uh, <clears throat> want to call in about a couple things uh one i heard that uh shang chi is actually pronounced shang chi so i don't know about you but i'm gonna have a hard time squaring that circle in my head speaking of which do you think this movie takes place before the snap i mean the way they're talking about how he got to live his life for 10 years and then he had to come home i i think it might take place before and on that note do you think we'll see any movies or any stories that take place before or during the snap, the, during the five-year break? Or do you think that, with the exception of like Black Widow, which is purposely a flashback, uh, everything will take place firmly after Endgame? Uh, oh, Castlevania Season 4 is absolutely amazing. And if you aren't caught up with that, you need to watch it. It's a, it's the it's a, it's a finale of the show. So, And finally, whatever happened to Dorka? 
I, I, we haven't heard from him in years. I'm very concerned about him, and uh, I just wanted to know if he is okay. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. So let's go in reverse order. The Orca, I'm sure he's still out there swimming around somewhere. Shang-Chi. Right. I, I, I want to know where you heard that because yeah. <laughs> I've literally never heard that in my head. That is life. news to me, but I do think Tony's on to something. I think this movie, I don't know if, it's, if the whole thing is set, in the past, but I do think it definitely starts in the past. Well, I mean, I think like they obviously they like in the trailer they show scenes of him training as a kid. They right. show scenes of him right. hanging out with his friends in in uh, you know uh, in America. And like, I, I don't, I don't really think it's going to have anything to do with the snap. Uh, like, I, I, I don't think that every movie is going to have to like address this larger cosmic. You know, uh, like I, I think it can. I can think. I think it can all firmly take place post, post blip. Uh, yeah, yeah, and still flash back to Shang's upbringing. That uh, like, and who's to say that he even got snapped? Like, he may not have gotten snapped. Right. I also don't have a problem with them telling stories during the blip. I think that could be used very well. I think it'll be cool. I don't think it's going to be this movie. No. Um, I think Moon Knight and, uh, would be a great place to tell a story during the blip, where half the population is gone. So all of a sudden, like New York is kind there's neighborhoods that are kind of a ghost town and stuff and creepy. Oh, she and, it, and I want to see it in she Hulk where she Hulk has to like litigate for people who woke up in their apartment and somebody else was living there. Yeah. No, you definitely. Know, that yeah. Of, like, comical stuff. Like, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I, wo- I woke, <laughs> like I, I, I know that like, it's not going to be, it's never going to be like fully explained in minute detail what Tony was thinking about when he, or what uh, Hulk was thinking about when he brought everybody back. But I know for sure it's not going to be like people woke up in midair because they were on a plane. Right. <laughs> you know, that, or, or like laying on the operating table with their guts splayed out. Right. Like, no, it's, that's not, it, no, they're, they're back and they're fine. I hadn't thought alive. of that. Or like someone who um, just like gave birth, like the baby didn't get snapped and mom did. And all of a sudden you're oh back. God, and it's like, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that's not. I don't think we're gonna. And the hospital was torn down since then, so it's just like you're on a pile of rubble. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's 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 a Starbucks now. Uh, But I do, I I do think it would be fun for like some of the more um, mundane stuff. Like, I went back to work. Oh, kind of like they did it with uh, they did it with Monica in uh, Wandavision, where it's like she tried to go back to work, and they're like, "Mm, "Yeah, you're not going back to space. What are you talking about?" Yeah. Um. But like the like I. I went back to McDonald's for my shift and like some 40 year old was there <laughs> working, my, working my job. Uh, you know, it's like uh, that kind of stuff. Like I want she Hulk to be like helping people that are trying to like, yeah, I think that could be really readjust. I think that'd be fun. Um, will we ever get a movie that's like what happened during the blip? Um, or during the snap, I think it's. I, I think it's better. I honestly think it's better. I don't if they think we will. TV wise, like where you can flesh that out a little yeah. bit and tell a story. I, I, I think they'll hint at. It. I, I think it's best left as hints. You know, it's like oh, the like the the governments of the world had to scramble to like right. uh, um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier did it right with all the people that were dis, that were displaced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and trying to find homes and and uh, being oppressed, and the world government was like, well. I guess we're just going to ship them all to the camps or whatever. And the flag smashers were like, fuck that shit. Yeah. Uh, and so like, I think it's going to be stuff like that where it's like, 
we're not going to actually see the events unfold, but we might see the ramifications of the event, if that makes sense. Right. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Shang-Chi. I can't get, I can't get behind that. I, I, I refuse to accept it until I actually hear the characters say it that way in the movie. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. And when I, when I, when I saw the transcript of his call, I thought he was referring to the chi part. And so I thought he was going to say that it was pronounced Shang Chai, which I would have like lost my mind. <laughs> there's a, like, there's like, a no. bunch of stink about how like this movie in the Eternals may not play in China for some reason. And no, I think it's a, I think that it's uh, been decided. I wonder why, like the Chinese government's just like, nope, we're not doing that. Uh-uh. I mean, it, it happens though. You know, yeah. it, it's that sort of thing does happen. Like with, we can't uh, show our people cultures. like a, a Chinese American being happy and living in America because that doesn't yeah, happen. Right. Like, I mean, I mean, it's like, it's not, <laughs> it, it's not exactly the same, uh, you know, because obviously the, the situation is different, but like Germany will not, uh, will not allow comic books to be sold in Germany that are about world war two or Nazis sure, or whatever. Like, right. no, it's just, there's no, thank you. We don't want to be reminded of, of our terrible past as, as uh, Nazis. Um, but yeah, like I remember when we were looking at previews every month to place the order at the comic shop, it would be like, here's a, here's a uh, wonder woman in uh, here's Hippolyta as wonder woman in world war two fighting Nazis. And then there'd be a little blurb at the bottom of the solicit that said, this comic book is not available in Japan or Germany. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, it's like, well, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's one of those things. I like, get it. I, I don't need your business in my comic books, but you know, whatever. I mean, sorry, Chinese I mean, people. It's, it's You'll get it. Thing. it, it I, yeah. It, They're going to get it. I mean, the Chinese, come on. We act like, oh no, it's not available. Yeah. Anybody with a VPN can get on and fucking probably well, watch. Of course, it. yeah, <laughs> so. it's not right. And, 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 like we all understand how the internet works, right? Uh, uh, but like it's it's stuff like you know they changed the name of Captain America in in uh, in uh, parts of Asia. You know, like it's the like, the name is totally different. Um, I don't remember what the name is. Um, but it's, American like, it's failure not, or something like that. Or, it's definitely like, not. No, <laughs> um, it's definitely not Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting to me, like these cultural, like how how these different cultures kind of react to this that that sort of thing. Like I wonder, like I realize that Africa is a continent, not a country, but like I wonder how country, certain countries in Africa reacted to Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like I it's I interesting. A single to me. shit, quite honestly. <laughs> so. I just I think it's interesting. You know, it, but yeah, it's right. Um. All right. Let's yeah. Get, thank let's, you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for your call. Re- always appreciate it. Let's get to our answers of the week. You go first. Cause I'm, I swear to God, I'm still struggling to think of. So the question of the week, just quick reset was creators who have worked on projects that you genuinely love, but made a series, mini series, one shot or something that just uh, didn't do it for you. Shit the bed. Yeah. Mine creators you love terrible, terrible product. I'm not trying to pile on here. And Brian Domingos brought it up when he mentioned Rizzo and uh, Azarello, I loved 100 Bullets so goddamn much. And I love those two creators for so many different reasons and so many different books they did. And back in the day when I heard that they were coming to do Batman for a series called Broken City, I was so excited because we were going to see like Azarello writing this like hard street level Batman and Edward Rizzo 
like making the, you know, his weird linear, not linear, but his weird sort of like loose art style is going to lend itself really well to this. It's like shadow heavy. Yeah. yeah. Eduardo Rizzo. And then I um, read. Yeah. It, it was an arc in the main Batman series. It was Batman uh, that, 620 it, to 625. I believe it immediately followed Hush. Yes, it was right after Hush because that was the big name. They're like, oh, you thought Jim Lee was huge. Brian right. Azzarello like, is coming in next. They were basically stunt casting yeah. for, uh, yeah. And they were giving all these different create like Jim Lee. Hush was a very straightforward bad story. It was just, just drawn by Jim Lee, and, and it was fun. Broken City was a complete departure, where it almost felt like a different version of Gotham and the DC universe, maybe because like all of a sudden they completely redid some characters like killer croc was a pimp suddenly and like wore a suit with a pimp hat and shit, you know, like all of a sudden it was Batman's always been noir. Don't get me wrong, but this was all of a sudden like straight up crime noir like ah, the tough it, it was uh, you know it, it was something that if they had if they had come out and said um it's a miniseries it's not necessarily in an, continuity an elseworld or uh, like they were like, label or whatever like you if you don't want to if you don't want to label it an elseworld that's fine but like just say it's its own thing it takes place in its own bubble it, people would have read it and been like yep fine yeah but instead we get um batman uh, talking on the phone with his uh, police uh, contact or FBI contact, whatever the guy was, I forget. And the guy asks Batman what he's doing right now because he he, is, he, he hears something or he seems distracted. I don't have any and, problem with this. And part. Batman's like, I'm grilling. Grilling helps me think. And then you see Bat, you see Bruce Wayne uh, standing over like one of those. It's it's like one of those um old um. It's like a hibachi. Yeah, 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 and he's like the dude is like, like really. Uh, come on, man! I no. don't have any problem with that. I, I believe Bruce Wayne grills sometimes. Fine, that was uh, yes, not my yes, big issue. But <laughs> I don't, I don't believe that Batman in character is going to tell a a guy that I, I'm grilling. Yeah, grilling. Helps okay, me I'll give you that. I don't think he mentions that. Sure, but there was just too much of it that was too bizarre and had nothing to do with what was going on in Batman at the time. And then when it ended, they just kind of went. Thanks, guys. Now back to Batman <laughs> and just sort of yeah, jumped yeah. right into the next issue. I want to see who the next creator was. Batman. Uh, Larry Hama, I think. 626. Batman 626 was Judd Winnick and Dustin Wynn started. Oh, well, there was a run. As okay, the Crow so, Flies, part one. And it was like. Uh, oh, uh, the, the, um, the Larry Hama run may have been before Hush then. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, because yeah, there was, um, there was that, that post no man's land stuff where, um, you had Greg Rucka on detective and then Ed Brubaker wrote Batman for a bit. And right. then Larry, Larry Hama had a run with Scott McDaniel and, um, that run is bad. <laughs> um, yeah, the Judd Winnick Batman run was good. It was, I remember that. I remember really enjoying it was that. Legit but that's good. also the run. That's also the run where they made Scarecrow into a giant rage monster, which was very silly. Yeah. I mean, kind of silly, but we've done stuff like that with other characters before. It's, it wasn't as silly as Broken City, which did not work. It was a full on murder mystery. There was a dame. There was a, like, it just, 
I mean, we get it. It's not, you know, it's Brian Azzarello doing what Brian Azzarello Man, does. But it just didn't um, work. And, and yeah, no, again, I agree. And I, I don't think like you're it. right that maybe it's not Brian Azzarello's fault. He came to them with this story and like, yeah, here's my Batman story. And they're like, great, we're going to print it in the pages of Batman. I like to think that Brian Azzarello maybe went, should we do that? <laughs> I think that's very uh, generous. Of I don't you, but think, no, I, think like, I think they specifically came to Brian Azzarello and hired him to write an arc yeah, of Batman. I think you're probably right. Um, but uh, so, oh man, if this is difficult, uh, if I had to settle on, uh, okay, no, I got it. I definitely have it. Okay. Um, You've only had I'm a week a, to come up with one, by the way. <laughs> I, look, I know, but it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard. Uh, to say it's hard to say like I love these creators and this is what they gave me but um, for me it's uh, James Robinson's pretty much entire tenure on the Justice League books yeah Uh, and I know that it wasn't all him Um, I know that we had other writers up in the mix we had JT Kroll who fell off the face of the earth and never came back to comics yeah um i could think they uh, put him in a pit and <laughs> yeah. um and, and it's not even like i'm sure he's a nice guy personally i'm just speaking uh, of creative output jt Crow. i, I am right. not interested but uh like james robinson wrote uh justice league cry for justice uh which is oh just God. a terrible misfire in terms of characterization and plot and like it's it, green arrow becomes a murderer. He goes to prison uh, because Prometheus, the JLA villain created by Grant Morrison and Howard Porter in the nineties um, blew up a, a blew up a city. Like he caused an earthquake. It, it, uh, this and, was right after final uh, crisis. Yeah. And he, yeah, he, uh, something he did cause an earthquake and uh, Roy Harper's daughter died, which caused Roy to go back on the junk uh, he lost an arm and that's where, uh, that, that was a separate series. Now I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, putting this one on, no, no, no. uh, I'm not putting this one on James, but we got the arsenal, uh, uh, the rise of arsenal, um, which is the one where, uh, Roy is hopped up out of his mind on Coke or whatever. And he was shooting something else. So I think it was like heroin. Uh, yeah well yeah i think he was a heroin guy yeah um but he uh, they show him uh he thinks he's cradling the body of his dead daughter when ready really he's in an alley cradling a dead cat yeah and And he uh, had one arm (laughs) yeah yep Uh, and it's just like okay uh but yeah so james robinson's involvement even though it had bright spots like his run with mark bagley where it's like uh it's kind of like the legacy characters it's the uh, the Mikhail Thomas Starman and Kong Gorilla and Supergirl and Donna Troy. That like that was kind of fun. Uh, but no, no. Well, so I'm I looking think, at the synopsis for, on, for Cry for Justice, the beginning, and like the very opening sentence of the synopsis should be a red flag. Hal Jordan confronts the rest of the Justice League about their approach to fighting against threats that non-powered police and military can't, Hal feels they're putting out fires instead of bringing the fight to the villains that would just as happily destroy them like Libra killed the Martian Manhunter or Darkseid killed Batman. Like, so Hal's like, we gotta start fucking murdering people, man. <laughs> no! Well, Hal wouldn't it, do it, that. It's more, it's more like he wants to, it's more like he wants to be proactive. And they put he, together he a... He wants to shut down the threats before a they... A darker comes. Justice League to take care of these threats, including... Supergirl. She's on their darker Justice League. 
yeah, you know, if there's one thing I think of when I think of Supergirl, it's dark. <laughs> but yeah, like that whole thing uh, was a, a, a miss for me, a huge, yeah. a huge uh, missed opportunity. Which is a shame because like he had James Robinson had kind of this mini renaissance where he was writing Superman alongside Jeff Johns, who was writing action comics. And that was really great stuff. Yeah. Um, and then this Justice League stuff was so fucking terrible. Oh, Congorilla so joined this team too. I forgot and kills the freedom. Yeah, Congorilla. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So yeah, I just, it, it, it was no good. All right. New question of the week. You heard it earlier. Harvey came up with it. Uh, I'm gonna reset it here. I've just I've kind of uh, worded it for for print. Did you type it in the, uh, in the script? It's in here. I'm looking good. right at it. Okay, good. Uh, this week's question comes from Harvey Locust. What's a story or a characteristic? Now, when we say characteristic, we mean like um, you know, like like we mentioned earlier, Nightcrawler being religious. So let's just say element. Or let's just say element. an element, yeah. a, a, an an aspect of a character, a storytelling right? element. Yeah, um, that was adapted poorly in movies and television uh also if you want vice versa things that comics took from movies and did better i mean movies took from comics and did better no vice versa things that comics took from movies and did better for example i don't know if they i don't know if they did it better but comics took organic web shooters from the movies gotcha okay i'm with wait did they yes they did um right or like they did yeah or you know there are lots of things that comics have slow, like uh, Nick Fury, right? You know, Nick Fury's one I, I like ended up really liking, but I didn't need that to come over to my comics. Just do it there. That's fine. I just, I mean, you, I'm just giving you <laughs> examples of things that comics took from movies. Gotcha. We'll do that next week right here on THN cover to cover. Thank you for everybody that played along this Wednesday. We're going to hear a TLDR episode edition i guess tldr the king in black edition so read up on your venom it was so much fun we're gonna boil it all down and now obviously it'll be a shorter segment because it's gonna be a longer conversation that we'll have for our patrons we'll be reviewing new comics this week so go get your pile remember to pre-order your comics it's very important but for now this is matt bomb and joe patrick the two-headed nerd signing off <laughs>